Welcome to Geeking Out Over Star Wars, the show where we do just that. We geek out over all things Star Wars. My name is Zach, and I am joined by my co-pilot, as always, Shamari. Hello, my good friend. Hey, Zach. Glad to be on the show uh, with you again, as always, um, talking Star Wars again, as always. Yeah, it's nice that this is now uh, another episode in the year 2024 and after a very absent year or absent second half of last year i'm glad we're back to doing this and uh we're back with you suggested this uh last time or you suggested this over over text while we were talking about the show we're like oh let's have another one wanted to get one in before bad batch comes out and we got bad batch later later this week you suggested this episode and i just don't know how in three years of this show we haven't had this idea or maybe one of us did but no one said it um and we'll get into reasons why I've also been against this before, um, just in, in a concept, not as a as a talking point for the show. But this episode, and you'll see if you're listening, you'll see in the title, uh, this, this episode is all about the what-ifs of Star Wars. Um, it's been a rumor for a really long time. Uh, it continues uh, as we get the what-if Marvel show that is pretty popular, uh, people really like. Um, I've never seen, I haven't seen season two. Have you watched both seasons? No, well, I watched the first season. I, I didn't, you watched the first season. I didn't finish the second season. No, I haven't watched it, but I've heard it's quite good. In fact, I've heard, if anything, it's more consistent. Um, it's oh. actually better. So um, you and I will maybe get to that at some point. Um, but yeah, we, we thought it was time that we did an episode on the what-ifs of Star Wars. If, if Disney at some point was to be like hey let's release a show visions shows it's possible what if marvel shows it's possible that people are ready for stories outside of just our canon timeline of star wars our skywalker saga and beyond what if what if some events that went down in the original prequel sequel trilogy went in a completely different direction what if a choice happened differently what if somebody died as opposed to someone else what if, what if, what if? And that's what we want to do today. We are going to go down our uh, top 10 what if scenarios in the galaxy far, far away. Now, before we get things kicked off, um, I'd be remiss if we didn't mention that between our last show and this show, uh, you know, the, the Star Wars universe and, and the world as a whole uh, lost a, a, a brilliant man in Carl Weathers. Um, who died a a couple weeks ago. Um, he, you know, Carl Weathers is not just famous in the Star Wars galaxy. He's also known for his roles in Rocky, and he was also a athlete before acting. And so uh, just be remiss if we didn't mention that, and uh, rest in peace, and of course, thoughts with his, his family. But um, yeah, what, what, was, what was the hearing about the passing of Carl Weathers for you, Ben? Uh, it was very shocking for me. Um, it was definitely shocking, uh, very sad. Um, I actually, um, yeah, it was, I was just um, thinking about the Rocky movies because I went to the Philadelphia Museum of Art recently, and the Rocky statue, of course, is over there. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah. There were a lot more people there. I don't know if it was more than usual because I, exa- I don't go to that museum that much, but there were definitely a lot of people there. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's just very sad. Um, he was obviously extremely talented, very good in the Mandalorian, of course, in, in the Star Wars world, but you know, in many other roles that he played, 
Um, so yeah, definitely a very sad, um, very sad uh, loss, um, and a big loss for 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 Lucasfilm, for Hollywood, and, and just for society at large. I mean, it seems like a lot of people thought very positively of him, just following different like actors and celebrities and stuff. So, um, so yeah, yeah, it's very unfortunate. Uh, yeah, I just, it's just, it, it really is. It's sad. Um, yeah, well, with that note, definitely more somber note, uh, we are going to move on to the portion of today, and that is What If Star Wars. So, we will count down 10 to number 1. Um, I will let Shamar go first. I don't know if you have any honorable mentions, my friend. Uh, this time I actually do not have any um any honorable no men- honorable mentions. Yeah, no, yeah, it's yeah, it's surprising, but oh my but god, yeah. every yeah. top ten we have ever done, you have honorable mentions. Usually, I'm the one who doesn't have it. Yeah, no honorable mentions. Uh, this list is gonna, or at least mine is very. It's very. Uh, um, I think it's kind of slanted towards there. I don't have as many. Uh, sequel trilogy things. If if there were to be any honorable mentions, there'd probably be more sequel trilogy. Probably honorable mentions. Um, okay, that's fair. This, but, um, but no, for this, I do not have any honorable mentions. Okay, so I have a couple actually, and I figured I would. Uh, then, but then, if you don't mind, I'll say my honorable mentions, and then we can go yeah. to you for your number ten. Yeah. Cool. All right, so I think I think I chose this as one of my honorable mentions because I think, for the most part, I try to not choose moments in Star Wars that, uh, that would be against a character's, like against the base foundation of a character if they had made a different decision, right? I think that like it can be hard to choose a moment and be like, oh, what if they made a completely different decision and it led to this? And you could do that with quick things where if they were already conflicted and they were choosing between two sides already yeah but i feel like for this one so this what if is i have is what if luke joined sidious at the end of return of the jedi what if you know he had accepted that offer that sidious said like join me strike down your father that type of thing um and so what if luke had said you know what i will um i think again completely against the character his anger was at vader in that moment when he has that outburst but not to the point of you know i'm gonna join sidious but i think it's a it's a very interesting thought experiment Be like oh where would that go what would the universe look like so that's one and then uh, a second one that i have is ahsoka based because i have a few ahsoka based on the on my list my top 10 so i figured i'll take one off of there and uh, my honorable mention for this would be, what if Ahsoka had never left the Order? Um, I think that could be in a top 10. I have a, a couple other Ahsoka mentions, and maybe I, I switched it around wrong. But again, knowing everything that we know now, knowing the connection they had, seeing Clone Wars, what would have been different for his journey? And would it have been completely different you know, because still Anakin's deepest connection was with Padme. So if all of that was meant to go the same way, who knows? But we're not going to get too into those because these are just the honorable mentions. The real conversation is saved for our top 10. So 
Those are my two honorable mentions. What if Luke joined Sidious, and what if Ahsoka had never left the Order? So, you are number 10, my friend. Let's officially kick off our top 10 what-if scenarios. So, so I want to be, I want to just kind of give a, a uh, preface my number 10 by just saying my number 10 is much more general. It isn't as much of a specific moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, which so I kind of I guess broke the rules a little bit for this number ten. <laughs> How dare you? Um, you think uh, you've yeah. so, you so much power, God? Just waving away, <laughs> waving that power in my face. Go ahead, keep going. So my number ten is um, what if? And I feel like this is a what if that everyone has asked at some point. Anyone that's ever seen Star Wars has asked this. But what if the Jedi Order was more lax when it comes to uh, attachment, specifically? Um, when it comes to that specific rule what what how could things have transpired differently right and i feel like that affects so many different people i mean everyone from uh dooku to qui-gon to obi-wan to anakin of course um i mean this no attachment thing has just you know it's caused so and it's just the order itself would probably be looked at differently in the galaxy. I feel like there'd just be a lot of just there'd be a lasting ripple effect if they were just much more relaxed on that specific, you know, kind of tenet of their uh beliefs. Oh my so, god, the whole galaxy would be different. Yeah. The whole galaxy would be different. I just think about I mean, you want to talk about the individual level. I think it's interesting because one Think about Obi Wan and and um, uh oh my God, front blank. Uh, oh, Obi Wan and Satine, right? That's just like on a small level, Anakin and Padme, um, you know, and all of the other ones, Dooku, like you said. There are so many instances of specific moments that we've watched where characters struggle because they have attachments, um, and then as a whole, I think the the order would be entirely different. It'd be a much more welcoming place. It'd be somewhere. Like so many events would have been, would would change, and I think that's one of the things we're definitely going to see. Remember, I, I told you that I think Avar and Elzar at some point we were going to see the reason why the Jedi Order became so strict on attachments, and I think we're going to see that in the new Temptation of the Force novel coming out this summer, the new High Republic um, novel. I do, I I think that will be finally showing us. Um, what 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 went down what went wrong um i just think that uh yeah 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 i think that'll do it there has to be something there has to be something that sent them on this 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 path and i think that one of my one of the i think the so it's a really bad line that's delivered um in attack of the clones but it's actually a line that i really like um because it's even used in, in the higher public material and everything it's uh anakin says to padme and padme's like aren't you not allowed to love and Anakin says, I would say, I'm paraphrasing, he goes, oh, love is, you know, I would say, uh, c- a t- compassion is a tenet of the Jedi, uh, Jedi way, of the Jedi order, and it has to be, um, you know, which I would call unconditional love, right? Like this idea that we have compassion and that is, a t- you know, that is, that can be attachment. And he's, he's musing because obviously he's trying to flirt and everything and trying to say that, oh, I can't not have feelings. But I do think it's it's true. 
And if the order wasn't so strict, and, and there are so many different characters who have attachments that form attachments throughout the whole series, um, it just, yeah. And it, it, it'd be, it, it be, would just be in a really interesting place. So that's a really good question. That's a really good question. I, that's, I picked more specific moments, so I actually really appreciate a more general moment like that. More general idea. Yeah, the rest of mine are specific moments as well, but um, I, I might have just been running out of ideas when... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, you know no, what? That's, that's fair yeah <laughs> but, that is, uh, I, but yeah. i've done the same thing yeah or you want to give us your number nine sure yeah so my number nine is um what if so this is for luke and leia what if luke was sent to alderaan and leia was sent to tatooine um, after padme's death so what happens there right because is, is padme the one that kind of interacts with you know, Ben Kenobi and kind of goes on this uh, journey or is Luke still the one that ends up going on the journey, uh, even though he's on Alderaan? And I mean, is he, you know, getting kidnapped by Vader? Like, what is like, how does all of that transpire? Um, so it's just it's just an interesting thing that I would pose is just how does all that happen? How, do, how does this now happen? Um, you know, because we know Leia is force sensitive, so does she just become like this, the new Luke, basically? Um, and in so The Rise of Skywalker, cool. we see that she trained for a year with Luke. Yes. So we know she's Force-sensitive and can be a Jedi. It's just, you know, circumstances. Who was born where? Or is it, like, chosen one destiny, right? There was always going to be one person. Who knows? But I, I would say that's, that's also, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll spoil my list a little bit. That is one of mine. It's more specific. It's what if Obi-Wan trained Leia instead of Luke? Okay, yeah. And I think it's what would it what would it look to, what would it look like? You know, you can go in a hundred different directions because that's that's both very specific but also very general because that would have massive wide rippling effects. But I I would love to see that. I wanted to see more of Leia as a Jedi. Leia does not need to be a Jedi to be a powerful character. Does not need to be. She is a general, she is a leader, she's a princess, she's everything. She doesn't need to be a Jedi. But I also think that would be so cool to see. And some of the coolest comics I would read before, like, you know, now and before the canon we have now would be some of that stuff. I can't remember what comic, but maybe you can you can tell me. There was a comic where she she was a Jedi, though, um, after Return of the Jedi. And I can't can't remember what it was. And was this was this part of the Marvel comic, Marvel Star Wars? Comic? I think so. I think so. Like this was this is going back like twenty years though. I just can't oh. remember. Yeah, it's yeah. quite a while ago. But but it, but I like some of that stuff. I'd pick up at the library when I was like six, seven years old because I wanted anything Star Wars. It just seen Attack of the Clones or whatnot, and I wanted to take anything. And I just thought that was so cool. I thought that was so incredibly cool. So that's yeah. I would love what. What would happen if they switch places is such a great idea. And, you know, what, yeah. what would happen? Is it the Chosen One Destiny? Is it, was it always going to be Luke? What would it be like if Luke was raised by, um, by or Senator Organa and, and Brea and Bail Organa? What, what would that look like? That's a, yeah. it's, really, it's really interesting. I think that's really interesting. Those are two very good questions. I like your what-if scenarios so far. All right. All right. Respect. Okay. I will give you my 10. And I think my 10 is uh, a little bit of a um, 
So it, my ten is in line with the rest of the uh, Ahsoka stuff. Um, and so why it would have been close to an honorable mention. My number ten would be, what if Ahsoka had joined Maul after... Because um, Maul gets very close to convincing Ahsoka in the Siege of Mandalore arc of Clone Wars Season 7. Maul gets very, very close. Ahsoka is tempted, can see that there's, can almost see that there's some truth in what he's saying, that he's not just trying to slander or say anything. Like, he genuinely senses and knows what's happening. And she gets very close to saying yes before they fight it out in the skies of Mandalore. And I'm thinking, what if it had gone the other way? What if she said yes? Where, where would that lead? Would they have been enough to go stop Anakin? Like, would would they be enough? We don't know. Ahsoka gets to a point in in Rebels, you know, where she's honed her fighting skills over two decades. But would she, with Maul, been able to take them on? Would they been able to convince? What? How would Maul have factored into that? Right? Would he have wanted to go straight for Anakin? Would he have tried to kill Anakin? And then would Ahsoka stop him? I think it leads to. A lot of possibilities as well. Which all of this is all big ripple effects. All of our situations are going to have massive profound differences on on the galaxy as a whole. Um, but I thought that would be really interesting to watch play out. Yeah, I would love to see that. That would be oh. extremely interesting. And I just loved, I mean, I just loved Ahsoka and Maul's dynamic in general. That's what I'm thinking also, yeah. Imagine being able to watch that dynamic play out. Yeah, yeah, I would love that. Yeah, that that's a really good one. I didn't think about that one. Um, I, I'm missing uh-huh. a lot of moments, honestly. That's right. I, I know that you're going to say stuff that I will have been like, well, no, duh. <laughs> I know that's going to happen. It happens all the time. Every time we do a top 10, you always have a bunch of picks, and I'm like, oh, shit. I forgot. Uh, uh, that's funny. I think the I have, there's a couple here that are much, that would, I think, on mine, that I think seem much more uh, small, but I just still think they may have had larger ripple effects. And I, oh yeah, you know. Listen, I I get so into this now, but like I mentioned to you before the show, I really, if you had mentioned a what if episode a year or two ago, I would have probably been very against it, and not because it's not fun to theorize. Like when you and I just having chats or talking, or if I'm with some friends, we're like, oh my god, what if this had happened? What if it went that way? That's fun to talk about, but because the Star Wars fandom is filled with so much toxicity, at least online. There are so many people who will do anything to claw at the Disney canon and strike it down and be like, it's not real, it's not real Star Wars, it's, it's not how George intended it, and it's not good, we don't accept it. So many people out there like that, and there's so much discourse like that, that I felt if we had... I, I felt if we had... If I, if I had done a what-if, I was somewhat giving in or giving more fuel to the fire adding to that discourse and reasons for people to strike down Star Wars and be like, oh, this is what you could have done, or this is how it should play out, or this is what you should really give us. And we, we you and I have our criticisms of, of Star Wars and of Disney and, and Lucasfilm. We do. But we're grateful for Star Wars. And we will take what, we, like, we are absorbed in, in, and we love all the creators and we love what they're doing. And anything we give, it's always in constructive criticism. It's not for the sake of just, like, bashing. 
And I was worried a what if would lead to that type of discourse. But now I think we're in a position where one, we haven't gotten a lot of, there's no Skywalker movies, so we're not getting any movies. So it's interesting to think about it in terms of the Skywalker saga. Um, and then two, I think we're just between visions and Marvel's what if. I think people are also willing to kind of just be like, oh, what's a fun story that's not in the main universe? So I think we're in a better position now than we were, you know, post Rise of Skywalker, one year post Rise of Skywalker, where everyone was flipping out. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely just just but now I love these now I think this is so great this is it, a, a lot of fun to think about because it's the stuff when you're watching these episodes we get so absorbed or watching an episode of Ahsoka versus Maul and Clone Wars and you, you, your head can almost be like what if she had said yes like what if she had said yes you're watching oh my god is she gonna say yes what is this gonna look like as a fan as like a, as a kid you just get like oh my god right it's like the stuff you would have, you know, I never really did this, but I know other people would do this, would have those little action figures and whatnot, and they play out the scenarios in their head. What if this happened, right? Um, so this is a lot of fun, actually, for me. I'm glad we did this. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. You, 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 yeah. Revitalized me, man. You've done it. Thank you. Um, all right. So that was my number 10. Uh, what if Ahsoka joined Maul? Uh yeah, my number my number nine is is another is a I don't know how 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 I don't know how high up this would be on your list, and I'm curious if it would be on your list in general. Actually, I think it would be, but we're about to find out. What if Qui Gon had survived? Okay. Yeah. What if Qui Gon has survived? Uh, I th- that's that's right from the outset of the Skywalker saga. That's that's prequel number one. That is, may you know, if we're not talking about anything in novels, comics, High Republic, or anything in the Old Republic, that is like right from the beginning, complete wide effects and everything. Does Anakin still grow up with attachment issues? Does he still have the his mother and everything? Does all that stuff still happen? I don't know. If Qui Gon was his mentor and not Obi Wan. What would have happened? I do not know. What do you think? Yeah, that's a that's that's a really good one because, um, and look, I I, I will never disparage Obi Wan. I will never contribute to any Obi Wan slander. But there is always the question of was he the best person to do this? <laughs> to to because he is very, um. He's very, he's very rules kind of, he's very kind of orderly in how he sees things. And, you know, Anakin is just not. He is someone that is just, it was having a lot of trouble following all the Jedi's rules. And Obi-Wan was just never, he just never was able to really understand that. Um, no, even though was, he it was a source of friction. Him. Yeah. It was, it was a, a source of friction. Just a constant source of friction. So with Qui-Gon, I don't think that would have been as much of an issue. And he may have honestly had much more success with with helping Anakin kind of deal with this stuff. Um, so, yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. We know, I think it's interesting because Qui-Gon, Qui-Gon was very much into prophecies. And he very much believed in the Chosen One from the outset, maybe more than anyone else. 
So it's also interesting to think about how he would have treated Anakin, how he would have trained him, what kind of, like you said, he wasn't about the rules. He didn't, he wasn't offered a seat on the council because he just couldn't play by the rules. He didn't want to. He, he didn't want to be relegated to those, to all the things that the council and the tenets that they're trying to push on everyone. So, yeah, Obi-Wan was not the best was not the best mentor. And I think between the friction that he and Anakin had, Anakin was not a rule follower. Obi-Wan tried to follow the rules, even when Obi-Wan had trouble with the rules himself, even when he went off grid or when, you know, the feelings he felt for Satine, but he tamped down. All those things, one, which he'd never really revealed to Anakin, right? Which is another important part to teaching. I think one of the, one of the biggest things that Yoda says to, to Luke in Last Jedi, failure, right? They need to learn from our failures. That's what you have to teach. Like, you have to show them that you're human. And Obi-Wan was a stickler for the rules, the right way to do things. And when you raise someone like that, it sets an expectation that they're constantly going to be fighting against their whole lives. And then also, yeah, Anakin, at, by number three, considers him his brother. And there really shouldn't be that kind of relationship between a master and a Padawan. Right? It's too close. It's too close and there's too much friction. And so it would be really interesting to see if Qui-Gon had survived, if Darth Maul hadn't killed him, if Qui-Gon was the one that trained Anakin. Would Palpatine, would Qui-Gon have been able to sense Palpatine? We don't know. I have no clue. So that is my number nine. What if Qui-Gon had survived? Mm -hmm. Yep, that's a good one. That's a good one. All right, sir, you're number eight and seven. All right, my number eight um, is, uh, so this is my uh, sequel trilogy question. So what if Luke never tried to kill Ben Solo? Um, so basically, what if he never went in the HUD? You know, I know there's kind of two stories out there, uh, at least in, in you know, um, in, jeez, uh, what's it, The Last Jedi? The one that Luke tells, the one that Ben tells, but what if he just that just didn't happen? He never went in there, he never never lit up his lightsaber, never either tried to strike Ben or anything like that. If that never happened, Ben just he just went through his training and the temple never got burned down. None of that happened. We actually have a new order with Luke, probably <laughs> if Ben doesn't lose it. Um and uh and then what happens with all this uh, Snoke, or I guess Palpatine, stuff uh, later on, right? It's Ben Solo, now just, you know, a Jedi. Someone that is just, you know, someone that would be used to um, just, is just a new order in the Republic, and they're just fighting against the the, the First Order. Uh, so, yeah, so that that's that's kind of my question for that one. I think that's interesting, because I will spoil also... That is similar to my number eight. So we have a couple similar ones so far. That's very good. And I said, what if Ben never turned to the dark side? Okay. Yeah. Right. So I guess because we know that Ben was being seduced by Snoke prior to, you know, Luke's vision of Ben turning, which led Luke to confronting and trying to kill Ben in the hut. So what if Ben had never been seduced by Snoke? What if that didn't happen? Obviously, that goes back to the whole and what Palpatine didn't have, you know, plans and whatnot, blah, blah, blah. But at the base level, yeah, like, what if he hadn't? What, what would we have now? 
what would a, a Jedi uh, Order with Luke, a new Jedi Order? Would it be like the comics that we've read? Would it be the you know all of the other all the other stories that we've seen post Return of the Jedi? Would it be like those? What what would happen? Would Ben then become an, a master? Would 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 Ray still exist? There's a lot of different a lot of different things. If if it could go in so many different ways. Or maybe what if Ben, yeah, if Snoke is present, but Ben doesn't fall for it, and then Luke and Ben and the rest of the Jedi Order are able to face off against the First Order, right? And that still becomes a faction, and that still happens. What if, what if, what does that look like? So yes. that's, a, that's a good one. I think it's very interesting. Absolutely, yeah. So that is, um, it's just something, like you said, that just has so many ripple effects for the sequel trilogy. You know, what happens with just the whole galaxy, honestly, just the, the state of the whole galaxy could look very different um, based off of that uh, choice. So very, very interesting. It's funny that we had that in kind of in the same, basically in the same, yep, spot, same, same spot. spot. That's very funny. Um, it's on the same wavelength. Copa, yes, it's forever. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's why we do the show. Um, That's why we do the show. So, so my number seven is uh this one is a star wars rebels one so what if thrawn was never defeated uh by ezra in the purgle right so he never oh that is one i thought about adding he never leaves they never take him away like he stays there and this is one of the my smaller ones that i think could have much larger ripple effects because like thrawn is i feel like the galaxy after after the war, which how the war ends, I think, is another big kind of big question mark if Thrawn is still there. But after the war, I feel like the galaxy would probably look a lot like the heir to the, the original heir to the Empire novels, where Thrawn is kind of like the de facto emperor, basically. He's just leading. He is kind of like in the position that Gallius Rax was in in the Aftermath trilogy, but he he's in charge. He is the person in charge. He, there is no question about like he is the person leading he is, has the highest rank he's the person leading the uh leading the empire and he is a very formidable foe it's not like the empire is on their heels it is very much still oh you know the the emperor is dead but there's very much still a war going on and uh the empire still has a lot of resources and a brilliant strategist at the head so it's still definitely a big conflict so i think that is something that i think is a big big kind of like it's kind of a smaller event and you know of course it happened in animation so a lot of people don't even really know about it though thrawn is now live action of course but i it's still something i think could have had a much 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 larger effect uh down the line i i i struggled because i was thinking about putting that one in for myself and i i kind of thought more nearsighted and that's why I didn't add it. I thought, okay, I think even if Thrawn doesn't lose to Ezra and the Ghost Crew, and the Purgle don't take him away to what's the name of the planet? Per Per uh, Paradia or something. Paradia, Paridia, yeah, yeah, in Paridia, in the unknown, in the unknown reaches. If that never happens, and he stays with the Empire, I still think. They would probably lose the war. Yes. But I do agree that I hadn't really thought about post-war. It probably would look like the heir to the Empire novels. 
um, that the the type of presence and the military strategist that he is, and how incredibly cunning he is, he would fill that vacuum in the same way that that was it. You said Gallius Rex, right? Yeah. And yep. and there you had the others vying for power in all of Chuck Wendig's novels. Um, think about what that looks like if Thrawn is actually in the mix, and Thrawn is the one leading a resurgence. I do. I I agree with you. I think it would look like an heir to the Empire novels, and I think that would be really cool to witness. I that's one of those things that I don't know the novels because I haven't read them, but I know you have and you love them. It, it yeah. the world loves the world loves those novels. Um, I think that would be one of the prime like avenues for. Obviously, we're probably getting it in live action to a certain extent. Um, that's what they're leading up to, but. Outside of that, it'd be one of those things I think people would love and go crazy for if they animated. I I think that that if they were to play that out or animate like an actual adaptation of the novels, people would go crazy for. Um, but uh, but that that yeah, I don't think it'll happen. But I would I would love to see a world where Thrawn, because Thrawn just really is one of the best villains in all of Star Wars. He's just. Absolutely. He's got so much gravitas and charisma, and he's so interesting to, to like. I couldn't hear, listen to him speak for hours. He's powerful and he's menacing, and he's just brilliant. He's brilliant, and I love the way he studies his enemies. It's so, it's he's such a brilliantly created character. Um, yeah, and if he hadn't lost to Ezra, I would, I one hundred percent would love to see what that looks like. I'd love to see what that looks like. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, I had to add that because I just, um, and you know, of course, you know, I'm a Thrawn person. I read all the books, I, you know, so Thrawn, I think, is such a big villain, and he can just change the tide of a of a battle of a war, like just by him being there alone. So I think that's something I definitely had to add on the list. That's pretty good. That is it. Uh, worthwhile. Number seven. Um, my number seven. Oh, that no, that was my number seven. Oh, that was your number um, seven. Yeah. So I think you, right. You yeah, our eight was the eight was solo. Uh, Ben, yeah. not yeah, 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 yeah. Luke not going for Ben. All right, cool. So my my eight and seven. Uh, my eight we already talked about. We had the same eight pretty much. What if Ben never turned to the dark side? I would love to see what that looks like. It'd be great. Although I don't hate Snoke's uh inclusion in Star Wars as much as some others, nor do I hate the way he went out as much as some others. I do would like to would like to see uh, what that would look like if if Ben actually stayed good. What kind of what kind of universe and galaxy what we had? Uh, my number seven is another Ahsoka. As you can tell, I, I, I big fan of Ahsoka. My number seven is a more pivotal moment in Star Wars Rebels, and that is what if Ahsoka had beaten Vader? On, um, yeah, I knew this one was going to be on your list. I, I, I just don't, it's, it's such an interesting, what, 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 what does it look like? What does it look like if there's no Vader in the galaxy? If Vader's taken out at any point post Revenge of the Sith, what does that look like? What does it look like? Does, do they gear up, right? There's the rebellion still has to do things. A lot of the stuff that we see might have, Luke still comes along, but there's no Vader really honestly who knows some things might not even completely change but it would be really interesting to see what if ahsoka had beaten vader 
What would Ahsoka have beaten Vader? I think it would be interesting to watch happen in terms of a character dynamic, right? Seeing Ahsoka overcome Vader. And again, I hesitate to say kill because that would be very out of character. Um, but, but at the very least had beaten and knocked out and removed Vader as a player. What happens? I don't know, but I think it'd be interesting to, to, to watch. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, I'd love to see that because it's for me, the, the first place my mind goes is like, like, what does Palpatine do? Like, does he get another apprentice? I mean, I know he has a bunch of like inquisitors, but you know, I don't think he wants any of them to be his apprentice. So does he try to find someone else? Uh, does it he creates not an interesting. To... Yeah, it creates a very interesting power play or search for you know someone else that could be his apprentice. And if he strongly believes in the rule of two, and it seems like the way he wanted to have Luke, he does want someone. Um, right? Would he? Would he? Would he do something? It could lead to an entirely different big bad years in the future, later. Right. I, I, that's actually, I hadn't even considered that from the Palpatine perspective. Uh, that's, that would be incredibly interesting. Yeah, I would, I would love to see that. Um, just because, I mean, it's just so interesting. Like, their relationship in general is just very interesting. But, but yeah, I would love to see what Palpatine would, would do. Um, and, and like you said, just see how Ahsoka would handle that um and what and how the rebellion kind of responds to that is that is that like a galvanizing um that's definitely a kind of a galvanizing victory for them you know to know that vader's dead so it's just very interesting um that would be very interesting to see oh i'd love it i'd love it all right sir your number six and five all right so my number is six uh, you actually mentioned already in your honorable mention. So I have, what if Luke killed Vader and joined Palpatine? So that's my number six. Oh, um, oh, yeah, because okay. that, that is very interesting. Um, like you said just before, just what would the galaxy look like? You know, is Luke um, instead of that, like we kind of just discussed, like instead of having just a vacant spot, like Luke basically just takes Vader's place. And like, does he just he? I guess he just fulfills Vader's role. And you know, what does that do to the to the rebellion? Right, to know that their you know hero, quote unquote, is now you know wreaking havoc in the galaxy. It, it's just it's a kind of paints a very dark picture. But I would I would still love to see how that would play out. I I I think that that the point about the rebellion is in. Very fascinating because it it is what if your greatest hero that is I mean think about Anakin falling to the rebellion on a smaller scale but to the rebellion and all their hopes what happens if your greatest hero falls to the dark side all right that would be a a blow like no other for the rebellion um and would it just would not would mean no death to Palpatine and whatever plans and however long he's gonna live because Palpatine feels like the kind of guy who could live for hundreds of years. Like somehow, some way, some kind of cryogenic chamber, who knows? And then also, I think it's interesting, right? Because then if Luke was to say become Sidious's uh, new apprentice, and then Luke is not the same kind of terrifying figure as Vader. So, what kind of rule would he have, you know? What would his place in the galaxy be as a Sith, so to speak? I think that 
That would be so interesting. And I think a very, that's part of my reasons why I put it in my honorable mentions as opposed to in my list is because I feel like going evil would be so out of character um, for Luke. But at the same time, it is interesting to think about, like, what if Luke went bad or chose differently? It really is. Uh, it, I, I, I would, I would like to see what a post Return of uh, Return of the Jedi looks like, um, with Luke as uh, as a Sith. Does does Leia become a Jedi to to kind of you know battle her brother after she learns what happens, and she has to take up the mantle and try to keep the uh, try to keep the rebellion going. Does the rebellion just keep going on for like another five ten years? I don't know. Oh, that right. would be cool. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That that one would be so interesting. Um, so yeah, I definitely had to add that one uh, to my list. Um, and did you want my number five as well? Yes, uh, sir. Go for it. Okay. So my number five is uh, this is another smaller one that I still think could have some some ramifications later on. So mine is what if Shmi Skywalker wasn't killed by the Tusken Raiders? Um, so if she was not, you know. Um, like her, you know, death, her, you know, capture and death, that just didn't happen. Um, she was alive the whole time, you know, maybe Anakin could have visited her, maybe she could have kind of talked him off the ledge, so to speak. Like, what happens if she's still around, you know, even knowing that even when she, you know, you know, is she like more part of the family, right? Does Padme visit her when she gets pregnant, right? Like, is is she someone that is more present in his life? I mean, he was he showed kind of, I wouldn't say little regard for the for the rules when it comes to that stuff, but especially later on with Padme, like he see he was clearly much more, you know, willing to just kind of go about his way. Does he visit his mother and talk about his visions of Padme and the things that are going on? And does she give him? any kind of guidance or advice or anything like that. So that's just something, another thing that I would think about is just what if she was still around as well? Like, does that have any, any impact at all on what happens? You and I are on the same wavelength today, my friend. We are on the oh. same wavelength. <laughs> yeah, I have mine very, so it's not the same scenario, but again, just like the Obi-Wan training, training Leia thing, very similar. Right. And that mine is, what if she was freed along with Anakin in Phantom Menace? Okay. Yes. So same, same idea, what if she is a presence in the, uh, in the universe while Anakin is being trained? But I think that's really interesting. I, it's, so, it's so interesting because he leaves Tatooine, right? So we can just discuss this now. He yeah. leaves Tatooine and uh, knowing that his mother is still on it. Now, we don't get too many stories... Um, you know, from in between one and two in general. But he leaves Tatooine knowing his mother's on it and then believes she's still alive, still alive by Attack of the Clones. And then obviously, yeah, what if she hadn't died? But what if she was taken captured by the Tusken Raiders? But that means she was still absent. So maybe the way he grows up, all the interactions he's had with Obi-Wan has shaped him into the Jedi he is now. So all of that's still the same. I like to think back farther and say, what if... Shmi was a presence in the galaxy and actually, you know, he w she was someone he got to go see or think about regularly. Because I feel like at nine, ten years old, Anakin's taken at nine, when you know, oh, my mother's a slave, I can't go to her, right? Like, I just can't do anything about that. 
there's almost like, a, okay, I have to just block that out and go forward. But to know your mom's just, you know, okay in living, just alive, she's got a full thing, she's on, who knows, she's on Alderaan, she's got a nice penthouse on Alderaan, she's doing well for herself, she's set up a new business. You, you want to go see her, right? It entirely changes the way that you perceive the universe, your attachments and everything. I think having your mother in your life, having a parent in your life, uh, accessible and around, he would be drawn to her, he'd want to talk to her. Would that make it worse? Would that make it like his attachments would probably be much worse, right? It probably it might not even take until Revenge of the Sith for him to to have the issues with attachments that he's you know struggles with. Um, but then you know also if he doesn't have to kill a bunch of Tusken Raiders, he doesn't have a very attachment overwhelming logic and and everything else moment. So we are we I, we are definitely thinking the same with this list a little bit. Um, so I think it's actually I. I thought we would have more moments in common. And then as we started, I thought we would have less moments in common. And then now I'm like, oh, snap. Yeah, it's interesting. We get each other. (laughs) There's so many big moments in Star Wars, though. There's so many, like, big, just, you know, mouth open, wide open moments. And it's just so fun to just think of, like, okay, what if that didn't happen? What if this happened? Right. So, I mean, yeah, it is. It is. It's just I would fun. say the Shmi thing is a very a relatively like it would have a big consequence, but it's a relatively small moment to think about this yeah. moment, and it's pivotal for the character. But it is it's a small thing to think about. I think everyone thinks Luke going bad, Qui Gon living, things like that, big ones. If you know Anakin lost to Obi Wan, things like that, Yoda beats Palpatine, and in, in in number three, what if those things happen? But I think this is a smaller moment that actually is incredibly important. And could have massive effects also, even though it seems much smaller. So that that's that that's cool. That, I'm glad we're on the same page there. Oh yeah, absolutely. All right, that was your number five, correct? No, four, uh, five. That was four. my number five. Yes. Jesus, why am I struggling with this? Okay. All right. So you did. All right. So my number six and my number five. Uh, so my number six, we've already talked about. What if Obi-Wan trained Leia? Just, yeah, what if, what if Leia was the hero of the rebellion and Luke was the one that was secluded away or Luke was the one whose family died on Alderaan? Who knows? Who knows what decisions would have been different? Who knows how the, you know, original trilogy would have gone? I would love to see that because I love Leia. She doesn't need to be Jedi, but also Leia's Jedi. Super cool. There's that. Do you did you ever play those parts of the Force Unleashed, um, the DLC where you could uh, where you could play as Starkiller, and if you you had gone through some of the original trilogy events, and like you can kill Luke, and then you end up facing Leia as a boss. No, no, I didn't. Oh, dude. Yeah. Okay. So in I believe it's Force Unleashed two. Um, yeah, it's Force Unleashed two. There is a is it too? There's DLC that you can that you can. I don't remember if you buy it or if it comes with the game or I don't remember exactly or if it's just an alternate ending. But there is an alternate ending where if instead of like um, killing Starkiller at the end of number two, actually he lives or whatnot, he goes on to then face Luke, and you can kill Luke, and then Leia ends up training as a Jedi, and then you end up fighting Leia. Wow. And I thought I always thought like, oh my god, that's sick, Leia's. 
as a Jedi is jumping all over the place. This is awesome. So I I would recommend even if you if you don't get the chance to pick it up, uh, to play it anywhere, um, I I would YouTube it if you if you can because it's it's it is pretty cool. I I won't lie, it is pretty cool. I think wow. the 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 the, Star, the the Force Unleashed games as a general are Star Wars what ifs, right? They yeah, it's yeah, I think right. what if he had an apprentice? What if what if this is what happened to Shock T? You know, what if if this is how the rebellion started? What if, you know, what if, what if, what if? I love those games for that, but I almost wanted to include them in general. And maybe I could have made them an honorable mention because they are so much fun. But like, ah, it's been done already. But they are, they are cool. They are very cool. Okay. All right. My number six, yes, Obi-Wan trained Leia. My number five, and it's a very small moment, actually. Um, And it, it might not have that big a... Uh, an effect at all. It's a sequel trilogy moment, and it might not have a massive effect. But what if um, Finn, and this is knowing what we know after Rise of Skywalker, what if Finn had gone with uh, gone with Rey to find Luke? Huh. I think I think it's a it's a small thing. We know Finn is. We know we know now post Rise of Skywalker that Finn was supposed to be force sensitive. That right. that is what he was trying to tell Ray in Rise of Skywalker like five times. We're not gonna talk about the execution or how, you know, and how that should have how how Finn should have played a much bigger role in the sequel trilogy in general. But if he had gone with Ray as someone who's force sensitive, would Luke had noticed him? Would would it just what would that have looked like? What would it look like if Finn was noticed? If he got his force sensitivity early? What if, what if we had two protagonists who both were going through like this this journey to be, uh, to become Jedi, to to understand where they're from and what they're feeling and this this connection to the Force? I think that would have been really cool. The idea of dual protagonists throughout the sequel trilogy. Like I I love I love Rey. I will never bash Rey as much as. So many others bash Ray and this whole sequel trilogy. Same way you will not bash Obi Wan. Um, I will not bash Ray, but I would love to see what that looks like if it's like a true dual um, main character situation. I think that would be great. I I I would love that. I honestly would have loved that. So that is my number my number five. I would I would love that too. I was, I mean, I was hoping that Finn would have had uh, Force sensitivity in, in The Force Awakens. Um, I, I was hoping that that would be something revealed, but that didn't happen. It's something so, that almost, I mean, obviously most people are going to tell you should have happened. Yeah. In yeah. some way. And they really did drop the ball with that. They really did drop the ball with that. And it's, it's just, they, at a lot of ways they could have taken this character. That would have been really great. And they dropped the ball. But I think that would have been really cool if we had two characters going through that journey. No, I completely agree. I, I would have loved to see that. Um, you know, I mean, I'm not going to go too deep into my, I guess, criticisms, but I definitely would have loved to see Finn, um, I guess, play a larger role, but definitely get to train with Luke or have Luke kind of, you know, help him realize his potential. I feel like that would have been really cool to see. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, that would have been cool. Finn, Finn deserved more. And if, if the opportunity ever come, I know John Boyega had a lot 
of uh well right after rise of skywalker i think he he rightfully got angry and like vent yeah. like voices frustrations with disney lucasfilm over the direction of the character um and star wars as a whole uh but it still very much seems like he is a fan of star wars and i think if if you're lucasfilm and disney you do everything you can and if he would be down to be back i would really happy and I would love to see a future where Ray has been, you know, we're talking about 15 years later, this new post Rise of Skywalker movie is going to take place. Would love to see a uh, reality where Finn is maybe not as far along as Ray, but but might as well be. Ray's not very far along in general. Like it's still new ish for her, but not as far as Ray and just kind of like, you know, a master and a knight leading the new Padawans that they are in charge of. Would love to see that. I absolutely would love to see that. If not both of them masters and leading these Padawans and just being in charge of this new temple and seeing whoever else they pick up. Maybe, you know, they pick up Cal Kestis as a Jedi master. Who knows, you know? Like, uh, why not? Ezra's back from Perdia and is Jedi master. Like, just, you know, all of those things. Grogu is is a knight. I You know, a, a ton of different things that, that obviously we could talk about. Um, and I haven't even talked about, honestly, I didn't touch anything with the Mandalorian when it came to this. And I feel like we could have, I kind of tried um, to stick it yeah. to, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot there. I feel like if we were to get into every, especially newer canon show, there could be so many different things in so many different directions. And these lists could be 30, 30 to 40 items long. If we were to include the Ahsoka show and if we were to include, yeah. And or Obi-Wan Mandalorian, um, especially with all the new news about the stuff coming out with Mandalorian and any whatever Dave Filoni's heir to the Empire movie is, there's so many different ways we can go with these lists. So I tried to keep it mostly to the Skywalker saga. Um, but yeah, it's interesting to see where where it goes, and they have the they have the opportunity to fulfill a lot of our what ifs um, and the things we'd like to see, and to to rectify some of the you know issues that they 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 made, some of their own messes that they made. So. Uh, yeah, yeah no. that that is my number five. So number sir, number sir, Jesus, sir, your number four and three. So my number four uh, is going back to the prequels. I actually, think the rest of mine are all in the prequels. <laughs> but um, so my number four is what if Mace Windu defeated Palpatine with Anakin's help when they were fighting? Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. That yeah, so, I thought about that one too. I didn't get didn't didn't crack mine, but I did think about it. Yeah. So so if Windu and this one is more, I thought about adding this one as well. It's pretty high up on my list just because I love. I'm more. I I didn't dislike the politics of the prequels. I, I thought I thought it was added a lot to to just the story in general. But I definitely think this is more of a kind of a. a I guess with the order, but more of kind of a political what if, because I mean, if the Palpatine's dead, I mean, it's kind of a bit of a roll credit situation because Palpatine is the main villain, <laughs> basically. Yeah. In all the yeah, movies. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I'm just like, OK, I mean, but for me, the entry comes in terms of just the Jedi executing the Chancellor. Right. And kind of just the fallback of how does the Republic react to that? Right. I mean, do they have the the right to go in and just um you know i mean i don't and again it's it, it, 
I mean, clearly, <laughs> not to get too, like, into the weeds in this, but clearly, I mean, it's not like there were, like, cameras or anything. I mean, it, I guess, otherwise, everyone would have seen what happened. But, like, but they just went in and killed him, right? I mean, and, I mean, they say that, oh, he was an evil guy and blah, 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 but, like, I mean, they're just taking their word for it. They're just taking the Jedi's word for it that they just went in, killed the Chancellor, and, I mean, do people... I mean, he was a beloved political figure for many years in the Republic. So, for them to just go in and kill him, um, at that point, he hadn't even, at least, um, you know, at least in the public side, he hadn't even really, like, done anything. He, there was no Empire yet. He was just a Chancellor. And, and they're, they're um, at war. So, like, he didn't do any Order 66, nothing. Like, he didn't do anything yet. So, it's very... I feel like that would just be a very, it, that would be a very tumultuous time for the Republic. I don't know how they react to that. I don't know how the Senate reacts to that. Um, you know, because Jedi are already looked at as like cultists and like outsiders and kind of like weird magicians or whatever. And now they're just going in and just executing political leaders. I feel like that would just further tarnish their reputation and uh, definitely have a negative effect on the status of the order in the galaxy, probably. So I, I, that is just something that I find interesting. I know a lot of Star Wars fans probably wouldn't, but I would. I personally would find that very interesting to see. I am going to say I'm in the camp of I find that incredibly fascinating. I think that's so, like you said, fascinating politically. Um, right. I, I, I think it's, I think it's more interesting to think about that more so than, you know, what if Luke turned evil or, or what if Palpatine didn't, you know, because all of those still lead to an empire state, which we've, which we've seen, right? We've seen what that looks like. We had tw 19 years of it. Azar, it would have different variations depending on who's in charge. But if the empire was still in power, then we kind of have an idea of what that looks like to a certain degree. But this is entirely different. This is, what if the Republic persists, but faith in the Order right. completely just is, is crumbled? What if, you know, the Jedi's, the Jedi, public opinion of the Jedi is already swaying. Like, it is, it obviously stuff has happened, not just in the Clone Wars, where people, you know, the, the Jedi Order are taking on, they're more than just peace, they're more or less than just peacekeepers, right? They're becoming generals, they're becoming soldiers. And they've already lost the face of the galaxy. We know something's happened between the High Republic and the Skywalker saga, that they've lost a lot of faith. They've changed. The Order has changed. People have just no longer believe in the Jedi like they once did. And if you're right, these, you know, Mace Windu, Kit Fisto, and the two other Jedi I can't name, walk into the Chancellor's office. They take Anakin's word for it. Anakin doesn't stop the, doesn't stop Mace Windu. Mace Windu ends up assassinating, because that's what it is, assassinates the Chancellor, who is who was voted for emergency powers, who who people did, you are correct, love and adore. Maybe not everyone. Obviously Bail Organa was already building different um the uh, I, it's in the deleted scenes of the Revenge of the Sith, but it was always meant to make it, but he was already starting to to talk with other senators and have this kind of small little alliance, I forgot what it's called, um, brewing, and uh, kind of had people against it. But that's, again, that was a very small, very small faction. 
And so the overwhelming majority of the public does favor Palpatine, is the the chancellor that's getting them through wartime, right? How the Jedi who've, whose faith is already dwindling go in and assassinate the chancellor. What happens? What kind of order do they become after that? Sure. And I think it's interesting because then if they're completely like, what if they're asked to leave Coruscant? What if... What if the main Jedi Temple is not on Coruscant anymore? What if they travel to different parts of the galaxy? What if they go into the... Un- like, what if they're, there's some kind of a Senate order that bans them from different things? Politically, that's abs- like that's riveting. Like, I just... I would love to... I would love to read that, actually. Like, I'd love to watch Star Wars politics, but I'd also love to read Star Wars politics. I, th- I would love to dissect that. Same, yeah. That would be that would be a wonderful read. That just just give me a thousand pages of that. Oh my god! Like like, <laughs> a, like like I think like a I think like um, Fire and Blood, right? The the yeah. the Game of Thrones um uh spinoff that that is the what what was adapted into House of the Dragon for HBO. But you you think Fire and Blood? How George R. R. Martin is writing? He's writing the second volume of so essentially a thousand twelve hundred pages of this history i would love to have a tome like that for this 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 in star wars just what does the republic look like almost like this account of what happened after they assassinated the chancellor oh man oh sign me up immediately yeah that yeah, great absolutely. great 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 scenario great pick um yeah absolutely thank you so um yeah i definitely had to add that one so my number three is um i believe you actually already mentioned um so this one uh what if qui-gon never died and was around to train anakin mm-hmm. so, so we already talked about it so i'm not going to go into into greater detail but um but yeah just what if he was around what if he never died and he was the one to train anakin as he was supposed to be and um you know anakin uh is trained by someone who uh, is can be is seen as more of a father figure, older, uh, you know, and a real, a real mentor. A, yeah, a real kind of mentor uh, figure, someone to really, really lead him, and not be uh, so um, discouraging of Anakin wanting to, wanting to, you know, feel, <laughs> you know, to be honest, to to. Under to interact with people and to have relationships and things like that, and just to kind of just you know not supp- totally suppress his emotions, you know, to someone to be like, listen, you can that is more understanding of Anakin's, um, you know, Anakin's uh, desire to do that. So yeah, I, I think that will just be more. That would just be interesting. I think that's a it's a good that's a good. Um, I think that's a really good point you brought up in terms of. Like the suppressing the emotions. Like, what if he had someone that didn't, that wasn't actively saying, "You're not supposed to feel that. Look past that." Just to actually explore that attachment and those emotions that he's feeling. I think Qui Gon would have been uh, the the right choice in terms of of leading Anakin through that. Um, so yeah. I yeah. That's one of those I think every Star Wars fan would love. Because one great character, right? Just Qui-Gon in general, fantastic character. And Liam Neeson, everyone loves. So, obviously, would love to see that. But yeah, from a story perspective, 
Qui-Gon training Anakin, just how would things have turned out? All right. My number four and three. So my number four, uh, my number four is, uh, my number four is, is interesting. Um, and odds are it would have a massive effect on everything. Uh, and I think it's, I don't know if, so we only have two spots left. You only have two spots left. So I don't know how, if you have this on there or not. So now I'm really curious to hear what your number two and your number one are. Um, but for me, my number four is what if Obi-Wan lost to Anakin uh, in the, uh, you know, in the Battle of Mustafar? What if Obi-Wan had lost to Anakin? Uh, I think it's it's interesting. You have Darth Vader, but you don't have Darth Vader in the form that we know. No black suit gleaming anything. You know, he hasn't been burned up on Mustafar. So Vader's an entirely different presence in the galaxy. If Obi-Wan loses to, to Anakin and slash Vader, then there is no, you know, what happens to the, what happens to the, to the twins? What happens to Luke and Leia? Does anyone, you know, uh, the rebellion would probably still be born in some way, shape or form, because that's what happens when an oppressive regime takes over the galaxy. The rebellion will form. But what does it do without a Luke and a Leia? What does it become? I think it's, it's, it's just a, it's, Interesting. I think that's a, a very, what would be a very common one, obviously, a very big one. What if uh, Anakin had beaten Obi-Wan? But I think it's a, still it, still very interesting. What does that look like? Absolutely. Um, yeah, that, that one is extremely interesting. And just like, like you said, what happens to Luke and Leia? I mean, the first thing Anakin says when he wakes up as vader is just where's padme right so if he beats obi-wan the first thing he's going to do is go find padme you know and if she's given birth i mean then he's just okay this is these are my kids now and he's just going to erase them you know yeah. I, at least I, i'm thinking that's what would happen and you know what is that what do they now look like right so yeah it's very um yeah it's it's just it's has a lot of a, definitely a lot of ripple effects. We never do. We do never get the robot, or at least we think we never get the robot Vader, you know, uh, or cyborg Vader. Um, and yeah, he's yeah. The, it would just be very very interesting to see. Um, I think it's also interesting. You raised the point of Luke and Leia. What happens? You know, if he goes to find them, um, he knows that Padme is pregnant. He raises them. What do they look like? You know, how do they turn right. out? You know, are we talking darker versions? You know, they obviously might not be evil, right? They might not agree with their father, even if they're raised like that. But that that becomes a very interesting lens through which to view those two characters. So, yeah, that was my number four. What if Obi-Wan lost Anakin? And my number three we talked about um, already is what if Shmi Skywalker was freed along with Anakin and Phantom Menace? Um, and you know, obviously we, we talked about with your, with your pick about what if Shmi had not been killed by the Tusken Raiders, uh, in Attack of the Clones. So yeah, what does Anakin's life look like with Shmi Skywalker still in it at some point, whether it be right from the beginning, freed with, with Anakin, does, does Anakin go off to be with them with, with Qui-Gon does, you know, he insists to stay with. Shmi is Shmi easily accessible if 
if she does get captured at Tuscan Raiders but isn't killed in number two, how does that, does he have as big a moment? Does it lead to everything that we see in the rest of that movie in Revenge of the Sith? So yeah, what does a mother figure still look like if, if Anakin still has a parent in the galaxy? What does that still look like? Um, so yeah, that's my number three. Um, all right. So I figure we both give our number two. So you give your number two, I give my number two, then you give your number one, then I give my number one. How's that sound? It sounds like a plan. All right, um, sir, you're number two. So my number two uh, is, is funny, because this is one of your honorable mentions. So what if Ahsoka never left the Order? Uh, so that's my uh, number two. My honorable yeah. mentions were all massive moments for you, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah that's a big one for me. It is a big Ahsoka, one. That's fair enough. Yeah, if Ahsoka never left the Order, because I feel like... Um, I mean, I think the biggest question is... You know, and it's a question that she wrestles with in, in um, uh, especially in Rebels, is does he turn, right? Is she able to help him through all of this? You know, does he confide in her about all this stuff that's going on? He doesn't really tell anyone about the Padme and everything that's been going on, except, Pal- except Palpatine. Is she kind of there to maybe be a person that he can confide in. So he doesn't feel like he can't talk to Obi-Wan. He can't talk to anyone. So he's just going to Palpatine and being manipulated by him. Maybe he confides in her instead of him. Maybe she is someone that's able to, you know, able to just be another person there that isn't so, you know, um, that is able to think freely similar to him as opposed to being in this order where you can't do anything. You can't, where she is more like him in in that she is definitely someone that's that's like more open to to you know kind of following her own path. So I just feel like that is that might have a very very uh very large effect um on the order um yeah, I just I and, and on especially particularly on Anakin's fate. I think that it, that could have a very very large effect. I feel like all the the kind of Mustafar and all like everything that happens could happen very differently if Ahsoka is around and she's not like just gone. Um so yeah that's my number two. I I I know I could have included on my list because it's one of those big moments that I think is it's interesting to think will would Anakin have actually not gun down the path that he did if he had Ahsoka there. Because yeah, Ahsoka is in a similar way to Anik Obi-Wan and Anakin's relationship. Ahsoka really is it's almost like a big brother, younger sister relationship. Um and Anakin would confide in her, I feel like. He would have, um, you know, especially after she's you know, they would get closer, things more they go on more missions, things would happen. He would confide in her. And she is another character like Qui-Gon, like himself, that is open to feeling and understands that the Order's way of doing things is just, she's naturally questioning that. And she's open to, she's open to exploring different things and to having those conversations. And would she actually be, yeah, I do think she'd 100% be a positive force in Anakin's life, would be there for certain moments. And then, yeah, what does it look like if she has to confront him if he does go down the same path? Does she help him go down a different path? Yeah, it's, an, it's another one of those, it could have wide-reaching consequences. 
or but I also think it's interesting to think think from a psychological perspective, would everything still have played out the same? Mm. You know? Would it have some or or maybe the events look a little different, but would he still she you know, would he still end up turning? There's a version of this story where she doesn't leave the order, but everything still happens the way it does, and they still meet on um uh Korriban all those years later. Like it's there's a version of that story where that's still the same thing that happens. Because Anakin's, you know, obviously the biggest struggle with him is Padme and the visions he has and, and all the other things he has with the Order. And even if, or what if, you know, crazy, what if she doesn't leave the Order, but then Anakin has his doubts and then she understands his doubts and is almost like, I get it. And they end up making some foolish choices together, right? I, you know, we don't know. We don't know. We really don't know. So I think that's it. I had my honorable mentions, but it's another one that could be very, could be very fascinating to watch play out. Yeah, yeah, For definitely sure. something. Definitely something that uh, that uh, I would if the, if we were to ever get a what if, um, for Star Wars that that would be one that I would definitely want to see. Yeah, what if uh, she when they say you know you're ready to you know, you're a knight. Uh, and instead of saying she walks away, what if she just says yes to the council that's joined right there, even after the whole trial thing? Um, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. All right. My number two, my friend, is what if Padme had lived? What if Padme uh, had lived? Yeah, I thought so. We were so kind of like linking back to the number four, right? What if Obi-Wan had lost Anakin, meaning Anakin goes and races kids? What if Obi-Wan still beats Anakin, but Padme lives? What if Anakin never kills Padme and she and you know still grows up, is the mother of Luke and Leia and raises them? And what what does that look like? What does the galaxy look like where Vader's alive but also Padme is alive? Right? Padme is raising the two kids. Obi-Wan's not around. Or maybe Obi-Wan is around, but does he train them if Padme still has? Right? It has them? Is Padme trying to keep them away? Do we get Luke and Leia in their current form? Probably not. Do they still join the rebellion? Maybe. Maybe not. Leia doesn't come up with the same values. No Brea and Bail Organa. I mean, obviously they would still be in the life. Padme is very much still involved and would be involved in the rebellion. But also, what does that look like? A Padme involved in the rebellion against her own husband and, you know, her one true love against Vader, knowing every day that she goes into battle or she's planning these things that her husband's on the other side, you know, as Vader, all of this, it's, it's, it could lead to so many different directions. And again, it's the idea of a mother in these children's lives and also their, their attachments and the way they grow up. What does the galaxy look like? So yeah, what if Padme had lived? Yeah, that's a really good one. Um, yeah, because like you said, she is raising Luke and Leia now. So, like you said, they're probably part of the rebellion. Um, I mean, I guess this is more of a minor detail, but everyone should know who Vader is at that point too. I, I uh, you know, um, if she's part of the rebellion and she's like, "Oh no, Vader is," or well, actually, I don't know. That's a good, um, because yeah, actually, I actually don't know. I don't know. It, uh, again, it's like it's very interesting to see how she would handle all, like all everything that happened. Yeah, but um. But yeah, it's that is definitely a that is a really good one. 
because it's also another one that I think also can have some political ramifications, right? If she stays in the Senate, right? Because the Senate's not disbanded until a new hope, essentially. So right. she stays in the Senate. What does the formation of the rebellion look like? Does it happen earlier? Does it not take tw- 19 years to get through it, you know, to get to Luke and Leia and all of that stuff? What if stuff happens a lot, you know, a lot earlier than that? You know, mm. it's what if Padme senses the force in her children early on? You know, and, right. and she's still hiding them. Maybe she's hiding them, right? Because the, the Jedi have still been wiped out. But what if it's not as much of a secret? What if she has a lot of people guarding her now? I just think that there are so many different ways it could go. Yeah, yeah, it, absolutely. Yeah, that, yeah, that's a really, that's very fascinating to to think about. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's an interesting one for sure. All right. We are down to our top, our number one, what if scenarios in Star Wars? All right. Why don't, would you, I, I have feel like in the last few top tens, I have, uh, I have finished off the top 10 and I would like to, to give you the chance to have the number one. Your the last one be your you know your number yeah, one, sure. that all right? Okay. Yeah. I feel like I've I've done that. I I've taken the last number one a, a, quite a few times in a row. So I'll say my number one, and then we will drum roll to your number one. How's that sound? Sounds good. And I do think we're actually not going to have the same number one, um, because I uh, I don't think you lean very sequel trilogy heavy in your in your list. You have not. Um, and I I. Don't think that would happen with your number one. Um, so my number one is something that I had desperately wished had happened. And we almost got, so maybe this is a cheat number one, but I'm taking it anyway because I was really excited for it. What would happen if, and this is a kind of a, it's a big general slash specific thing. Uh, what if after The Last Jedi, Snoke really was the end of Palpatine and Ben Solo was just the supreme leader of the First Order, and he was the main villain for Rise of Skywalker. What if Palpatine doesn't return? There is no clone, there is no Palpatine, there's no fighting against one last version of Palpatine. It is, what if it is Ben Solo versus Rey, and uh, Kylo Ren versus Rey, and that is, what does that look like? What is, it's almost, it's very much like this was what Colin Trevorrow's script was going to be. This was, uh, there was no Palpatine. There was just Kylo Ren leading the First Order against Rey and the um, Resistance. And honestly, out of everything that, I, I put this in my number one because it's the thing we almost saw. And it's almost like the one thing we could taste that was like right there that I really wanted to see that would have been so much more interesting in my opinion, and I would have loved to see the universe go in this direction, um, would be what if Kylo Ren um, was essentially... Palpatine did not return in After the Last Jedi, and Kylo Ren was the main villain. I think that... I think it's... uh, Maybe it plays out the same way. We still end up with just Rey at the end. It might not even have wide-ranging effects, but I think it makes her a really interesting story because I think Kylo Ren is such an interesting, fascinating, complex character. Um, was one of the best characters in the sequel trilogy. And so I would 
love to have seen what that was like. Um, so yeah, what if Palpatine hadn't returned in The Rise of Skywalker? Yeah, I mean, I honestly, I'm with you there. I, I definitely would have preferred to have seen that um, than as opposed to what we got. Though I, I love Palpatine. I love Ian McDermott. He did a fantastic job. Nothing against yeah. him. Nothing it's, against it's, you know, the, any of the performances or, or me not wanting his inclusion in the story. It's more just that, would uh, to me, would have just been more interesting to see. Yeah. Um, so what does that I, look like? From a story perspective. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I, I agree with you. I also would have loved to have seen, um, you know, what does the galaxy look like? What is this, the end of this war look like with just Kylo Ren? And now I do have a question for you, though. So yes. do yeah. you do you still see um, a lot of the kind of Exegol uh, last order or final order, I believe was the name. Uh, do you see a lot of that still happening? Like the ships and the, uh, no. the army, any of that? No, I think it plays out completely okay. differently. Yeah. I think it's an entirely different story. I think it goes in a completely different direction. I think regardless of where it was going, I think Kylo Ren in charge is making very different decisions than anyone else charge or Palpatine or the, the final order Exegol. Um, I mean, that itself is interesting. And I, I find, I find that, and I feel like, I feel like now this is just turning into a, what would a non rise of Skywalker movie look like? But in general, I think that Kylo Ren is as a Supreme leader, it doesn't go in that same direction. And he is, you know, somebody who's trying to assert dominance and he's trying to show the galaxy how he can be and how bad he can be. And I think it's a very interesting, like, almost a Napoleonic complex, not completely, but to the idea that you're just constantly trying to prove yourself. Um, and I think that makes for a not-so-straightforward good versus evil battle. I think it, it makes for a much more nuanced kind of what is he out to prove, and he's just, it doesn't have to be some big, wide-ranging prophecy. I think it's, he's such an interesting character that I would love to see what it, look, what it would look like if... He was just just to be the supreme leader, and he's going up against the resistance. But he's still dealing with all the effects of the things that have happened. You know, what I guess in another in another like uh, nah, I'll mention this later. But I'll I'll mention this after because I have another thing I just thought about. Um, but that would tie into this. But yeah, so that's my that's my number one. If Palpatine hadn't returned, and Kylo Ren is supreme leader. Very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, no, I would, I would definitely have liked to see that, seen that as well. Um, yeah, no, that's right. that's something that that I would, I, um, I don't know. Again, I'm not, I'm not gonna start bashing any of the sequel trilogy stuff, but I would have preferred to have seen that than what we got personally. But yeah, yeah, we're on the we're on the same page. But then also just even not even just like a a a, a business decision and a storytelling decision. Like I just want to know what the the character wise i think it'd be interesting to say just think it would be interesting to say all right sir drum roll your number one all right my number one is uh one that you had mentioned as well so my number one is what if anakin won the fight on mustafar so you yeah it's a Um, big one it's it's probably the biggest one honestly yeah yeah that's a big one um i know that was like a 
I feel like that was like an extra ending in the Revenge of the Sith video game, if I'm not mistaken. I, I think it was. But, but yeah, I remember seeing that that was an additional ending to that video game. But yeah, it was that I think would just be um it would just be so interesting cuz like you said there's there's no you know mass no there's no deep breathing no heavy armor you know no who is that behind the mask none of that everyone knows who it is it's it's Anakin it's you see his face you know it's just the he is just the kind of uh and it's still kind of he's still terrorizing the galaxy with palpatine i i would presume um i i i would think palpatine is still using him as an enforcer though i don't know uh is that do you think that's another question I actually had that's actually a question i just thought of do you think he would be used differently if he was just um anakin as opposed to vader this like kind of like hulking monster type figure and he has to be right like i think a lot of what struck a lot of what strikes the you know fear into the entire galaxy's heart is the hulking form of vader this pure like embodiment of evil coming straight at you that's almost unstoppable you know if if anakin's just a man or looks like just a man even if he's just as unstoppable it it doesn't psychologically it doesn't become the same you know completely insurmountable force that vader is suddenly people think that they have a chance and you know you you know what they say about hope right like all across star wars if you have hope you have something and i think it would give a lot of people hope and it would lead to maybe more people taking action i think it's one of those things that could actually have a big effect just just that one aspect right there like if you were to say anakin it doesn't become the cyborg version that we have in Vader, and it's just Anakin Skywalker as Vader, right? Like in in human form with just the one cybernetic arm. I think that yep. could actually have a very big effect, a really big effect on the galaxy. Um, but it's one of those things that would start out smaller, and then grow into something. Yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, it'd be really. It, it would be really interesting to see how that how that would be used because anakin was a you know jedi and hero of the republic and now i guess he'd be the hero of the empire possibly and maybe someone to because you know they don't want to show palatine because he's all kind of horrifying to look at maybe anakin is the face of the empire that's a really that's a that's an incredibly good point what if anakin is the face of the empire after this assassination attempt and it's not portrayed as he doesn't, you know, just you almost can't you almost you almost can't as Vader in cyborg form come across as, say, a quote unquote good guy or savior of the universe. You just can't like you can't portray that as good guy. But Anakin in human form, no, no scars, no, no cybernetics could just be like, yeah, I helped save the chancellor. Um, and yeah, this our empire is going to be good for you. Even if, you know, you're doing bad things in secret, it does entirely change the perception of the Empire. Yep, yep, exactly. So that that's... Ah, man, yeah, it would just... That would just have such large effects. Yeah, that's and, a... That's, yeah. And I think seeing... Um, uh, spoiler alert, I guess, for anyone that hasn't seen Ahsoka. Uh, but I think seeing Hayden in Ahsoka as Anakin 
just kind of just reinvigorated, honestly, my desire to see more Hayden and to see, like, man, just him in that era, just what if things just turned out differently? You know, so, yeah, it's just it's just uh, definitely something that that I'm always thinking about. <laughs> so, ah, man, you're killing me. This episode is killing me. Cause now I guess I want to just I want to see all of this happen. <laughs> now I just like I want a series of books that just goes like I. It doesn't even have to be show. I would I would love just a series of books that is, what if? That's it. Just let that be like a top little like corner in the book. What if? And then it's Star Wars, and then blah blah blah. Come up with a title for each of the scenarios. I would I would read the heck out of that. I like a like a mini series in in Marvel or DC comics like Elseworlds and everything. I would I oh my god that would be great. Yeah, it could be like yeah. uh, the from a certain point of view books maybe or something. Yeah, like. that would be yeah from a certain point of view. Just it, it doesn't even have to be full on story like novels. You can give us twenty thirty page short stories that are Absolutely. just what if this gone this differently and we go through different like a or a short story collection. That I I think that's fantastic. There's that you could do it mini series, right? We have like a DC's got DC Black Label and um, uh, also just publishes things under their own banner that are just mini series that are completely either Elseworlds or don't connect to the main you know universe. Same thing with Marvel um, and so many of their mini series. I think or you have you know Marvel started the whole Ultimate Universe also which can play into the multiverse blah 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 but also just serves as something else for people to read that are just different stories different than the main universe that we're reading uh, i think there's a lot of ways that they could do this that wouldn't necessarily detract from the main storytelling universe that they are crafting and you know you can make it small stories that come out once in a while that definitely wouldn't detract from the main uh from the main attraction, and you know, for that 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 they're offering with the main canon timeline. So, I don't know, but I would love to see this, man. I would love to see this. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I I don't have any hope that we'll get it necessarily, but I do like uh, what they're doing with things like from a certain point of view and uh, the Tales of the Jedi as well. Just getting more of those like extra stories. Um, yeah, I just love seeing that. I agree. I mean, it, there's, we don't need everything to be a massive big release in terms yes. of a, a novel, a video game, a movie, a TV show. Yeah, like you said, from a certain point of view, those little stories, the Tales of the Jedi, the 20-minute episodes that just expand on things in the universe, um, are they're, they're just great to fleshing out, right? It's the Star Wars galaxy, and, and I, it gives so much insight into different corners um, that we just wouldn't think about. That you just wouldn't think about at all. So, um, have you read the the most recent from a certain point of view? Which one is that? The Return of the Jedi one. Uh, I did not finish it. I did start it. Um, did not finish it, it okay. Yeah, I have to I still have to get through it. Thank you for actually mentioning that. I'm probably going to get through that now. <laughs> okay. I have plenty of time. I'm waiting for, of course, the other High Republic book. Too. So, hey, listen, if you want to want it to get to while well, you're waiting for, um, if you want to do an episode on maybe your top ten stories from that, uh, or or top yeah. five stories, you ever want to talk about your favorite stories on that? I I would love to do that for an episode. I think that'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. You mean just from I this think... one or from all of them? 
Wow, we could do all of them. If you want to do a massive list from like your favorite five from each from each like collection, that'd be awesome also. Oh, if you're yeah, willing yeah. to go through like the last two. But I think that'd be a great ultimate um kind of like from a certain point of view roundup, you know, after all three books. Absolutely. I mean I'd be right, down for that. I'd have to take all right. my time and probably go through those stories again. Um but but yeah, yeah, I I'd, I'd definitely be down for that for sure. Well, if you get back into this most recent one, I'll put it, let's file it away in the back pocket and then we can uh, revisit it in a couple months. See if you're down for it. That sounds good. Awesome. Uh, this, so that officially is our top 10 what if scenarios in Star Wars. I know we kind of started going off the different direction in conversation there, um, but that is, that is our, our look at some of the more interesting to us scenarios and, and, uh, alternate scenes uh if they'd played out differently in the star wars universe um so i i like i said a few years ago i probably would have been averse to doing this kind of episode uh but now i i i think there is a place for it in modern publishing in fact it would probably revitalize a lot of a lot of different things and get people just as excited about star wars um and honestly that's what it comes down at the end of the day excited about this universe excited about these characters excited about this type of storytelling um so yeah our top 10 what if uh what if scenarios in star wars um as we mentioned uh looks like shamari is going to get back into from a certain point of view uh so you know in a in a, a few months you might we might have an episode on that where we kind of run down those three books top stories in those three books for shamari um which i'm i'm totally down for because i'd love to kind of just go on a ride and see what were your favorites and Maybe if I don't read the whole books, which we've been talking about for years, uh, maybe going into those certain stories at least and checking those out. So that would be uh, that would be a lot of fun. Um, I know you're also waiting for the audiobook for the most recent High Republic book. Is that correct? Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, that was I. I noticed that was I was looking for it when it first came out, which is um, Escape from Valo, which is the newest middle grade novel by Daniel Jose Older and Alyssa Wong. Uh, and I, I was also under the impression that an audiobook would be coming on release date for the book. Uh, we were wrong. Um, and they really, I don't, I don't know if you caught wind of it beforehand. Um, no, I didn't hear about that. So I, I, I hadn't either. Yeah. It, yeah. it just like the, the release date just came and I'm just looking up like what's going on with this thing. And then I see, oh, it's coming out in March. I'm like, oh, okay. So. Yeah, and it's not the first time this has happened. It's happening with the middle grade novels. So this is the second time in the High Republic that this has happened, um, where they are delaying the audiobook a month. So it's coming out the same day, it seems, as the new YA um, uh, novel release, Defy the Storm, by Tessa Grattan and Justina Ireland. So I guess that will make it interesting in terms of for you. So I did finish the uh, the the... I did finish reading um, Escape from Valo when I actually ended up really enjoying it more than I thought I would. So I am eager to talk about it. I mean, you know, obviously we do all of the books on on this podcast, so we'll definitely get to it at some point. But that will come later on. We also have the premiere of Bad Batch season three, the final season of Bad Batch later on this week. It's actually dropping on my birthday. Did you know that? No. And happy yeah. early birthday. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, so that's exciting. We got three episode premiere and we will be back 
um, either the day after or a couple days removed uh, from the premiere, and we will be down to discuss our reactions to it, because we know that we probably won't get to it each week or every other week or even every three weeks. So we'd love to do a reaction episode and then probably one at the end of the season to review the whole thing and the series as a whole. Uh, so be t- stay tuned for that. Uh, be on the lookout for that. That'll be coming soon. Of course, there's more Star Wars news coming out all the time. Um, and we will we will definitely be talking about that stuff. Like I said, we're back in 2024. We're trying to get to this show at least once a month, hopefully twice a month. That is the goal. Um, but of course, schedules permit, time zone permit. Um, but yeah, we uh, I'm excited to be doing the show again. Shamari, where can the people at home find you? You guys can find me uh, elsewhere at the New Generation Podcast Network. That's NU Generation Podcast Network, where me and my brothers talk um, uh, sports, superheroes, and of course, Star Wars. So there is a Star Wars podcast on there called the Imperial Broadcast, and uh, where me and my younger brother Kendall talk any kind of recent Star Wars news, you know, review recent shows and, and books and things like that. Uh, so definitely check it out. Uh, hard recommend for New Generation um, Podcast Network in general, because, uh, yeah, I love the the Imperial Broadcast. is fantastic, obviously, as a big Star Wars fan, but actually is a ton of fun listening to the other shows, um, especially since all of your al- interests align with, like, all of my interests, and I don't, like, for the Podcast Network in general, I mean, superheroes, I love, love sports, um, love Star Wars, so it kind of just all... Uh, all evens up, all lines up. And so if you are a fan of any of that, like I am, I would give them a listen. Uh, we thank you for joining us. Um, we are glad to be doing this show again, We're doing this show for three years. We'll continue to do this show. Um, we love Star Wars with all our heart. And whether you do or you're new to it, we're glad you're here for the journey. Um, we'll be back with more episodes in the next few weeks. Until then, may the Force be with you.